0: Iowa Everywhere.
1: This is Iowa Everywhere. And
0: now, it's time for two guys named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery.
1: This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. What is up? Happy, uh, it depends on when you're watching this. You probably Thursday. I think I'm going to post this on Thursday this week as I'm doing my locks and all that stuff on Friday. want to keep the feed populated. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by John Miller. We are presented by our friends at Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Favorite place to play. Favorite place to play. To I actually in. might, um... I had to go into my Barry Gibb falsetto. I think I might go play some tickets, actual like hard tickets. Saturday morning, yeah. It's different. It just feels different, you know. Sometimes you need the tangible hard ticket to get you over the top. Well, we've got so you and I probably haven't ever. I I got during the pandemic. I really got into UFC, like hardcore. Okay. Like I love it now. It's one of my favorite sports. Right. And a massive card. Coming up on Saturday, I might go play some hardcore, like real tickets.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, it's too violent for my entertainment desires. Um, yeah, it's not for me. Well, good for you.
1: You know, I feel like like that was kind of judgmental. I thought, I thought that was a little passive aggressive, like. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I maybe I read the room wrong. Maybe you just were subconsciously indicted.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't intend anything, but I, I clearly triggered something in you, and uh, it just tells me. It's trying to. Uh, it, 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 it actually just reminds me of how much in control I am relative to the psychology of this
1: program. Oh, okay. That's how this is going to go. It's going to going to start things off like that this week. <laughs> hey, okay, so I don't know if you listened to me and Hassle earlier. You're not. I, I intentionally did not. I did want to bring this up to you. This is one of the last pieces. So this will be like a carryover from people who listen to both shows. This will be okay. good. Okay. I love Lane Kiffin now. Let me walk this through you because this could get us into a little bit of a philosophical. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Deal here. So Kiffin probably never should have had. The opportunities that he did in his like early 30s, we all agree on that. Like he, he probably should have never had an NFL job when he did. Right. He, a lot of it has to do with his dad, right? He's very charismatic. He gets all he gets put in these spots where you can't really blame him for taking the opportunities. But in reality, you know, a 33 year old probably shouldn't be the head coach of an NFL team, or at least back in the day, like he didn't have the credentials he hadn't built himself up
0: yeah would anybody other than art davis have hired him no right
1: so maybe jerry jones if lane kiffin had grown up in texas or but whatever right i here's why i like lane kiffin because we were talking about will he replace saban at bama someday i was saying that i want him to go to nebraska because i think it'd be fascinating to have him in the midwest i think it'd be awesome I love Kiffin because it's almost like he's a reality TV star.
0: Well, where and, and heaven knows we need another one of those prominently in this country.
1: Maybe he can be president. He Lane Kiffin, we watched him grow up in front of our very eyes. Like he's this super immature kind of a I don't want to call him a bad dude at Tennessee in USC, but he he wasn't likable. He was very entitled you know a lot of things about him and i i feel like lane kiffin now is at this point where he's he's seen about everything there is to see because he's been in it for so long since he was so young he screwed up a million times he now is just very comfortable in his own skin and he's ready he is who he is yeah like i like him a lot now i i yeah i I like seeing people's flaws and like fight through that, and I'm a Lane Kiffin fan. There you go. So is this whole thing, like, just am I a
0: Lane Kiffin fan, or resistance? I don't know. Like, uh, getting, we were talking – Getting another opportunity to
1: profess your love for Lane – Listen, No, I, we were talking about the Bama and uh, Ole Miss game, okay, and gotcha. I just – I've come to appreciate Lane Kiffin, and I, I, I thought yeah. I'd get, pick your brain on it.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I am entertained by him. Um, I think – He is ready. I think he's finally – I think his experience that he's had since he got some of these jobs that he probably shouldn't have had, we agree 100% there, I think he's finally matured into the position. I think he's finally – I think his maturity – skill set experience has finally caught up with the responsibility that he was given before he had those other things that doesn't mean you have to be an old guy to do those things but that you can't buy experience you can pay for it but you can't buy it does that make sense You, you you lane paid for it now he got paid while doing it but everything i've ever learned that i've retained cost me pain money or both everything and there's no shortcut if you don't learn a how do you learn a lesson if you were given something that cost you nothing and you lose it you didn't learn anything but if you put your blood sweat and tears into it and you make mistakes you're going to remember those lessons so the next time around i think over the court lane was given things privileged But I think he did feel some pain along the way, learned some lessons along the way. And he is now at a position where he probably is a really good coach. I don't know that. I mean, he'd probably wear me out a little bit if he was a coach of the team I cheered for. Um, But yeah, and frankly, him at Bama, that would work. I mean, honestly, Bama would have to make the worst coaching hire in history for their dynasty to not keep rolling after Saban's gone. I'm not saying that the next coach is going to have Saban-esque results, but Bama's, you know, pretty much solidified as a top 10 team forever, which they had a very brief period where they weren't. They had some NCAA issues, you know, G- Gene Stallings era and some other bad hires, but that was like what, 10-15 years maybe of, yeah, average. Other than that, Bama's yeah. a blue blood. Yeah, Kiffin's Kiffin's finally got there. She's still married to that same.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Woman, no, I don't think so. Because yeah. I I remember reading the story about when he was at Florida Atlantic, and like the bachelor pad he had and stuff, and it didn't it didn't quite seem like. It didn't seem like a guy that was ready for for that. type yeah, no, of might be no, there. No. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey. Our audience doesn't care. I just got a voicemail that my uh three year old just threw up, so we're gonna have a short show today, okay? Ten four. Let's uh, hard stop at like just before <laughs> eleven. Oh, I gotta get
0: out before that. Let's well, you know.
1: <laughs> there, there's so many guys in the audience that are listening to this. I'm not <laughs> even gonna try and hide they're like, Oh God, been there, man. Absolutely. This is real life. All right. Iowa, Wisconsin. Let's get after it. The uh the um the chess match continues between these two programs i don't know like i i can't pick this game like i i i I did and i said that i think it's going to be a heartbreaker for the hawkeyes would be the way i would lean here but i guess the last two weeks like does it i don't know what do you what do you think does it it engender
0: confidence yes yeah yeah Um, it does clearly it it, it does um the, the The development that we've seen from the offensive line this last two weeks is everything. Um, is that same type of competence on offense going to carry over? I would just say this. to, to This is a Ric Flair game. Always is for Iowa. Uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And while I'm not saying that Wisconsin is the class of the West right now, they own Iowa. And until Iowa goes out and beats Wisconsin and – is competent against the odd man front that Wisconsin throws out and zone blocking against an odd man front. I think um, based on my observations and conversations with folks, I think that's a little more challenging than, you know, if you didn't have a zone blocking scheme, Um, those linebackers uh, Wisconsin has four of them come in at 45 degree angles relative to Iowa's zone flow takes away cutback opportunities. I think more trap. Would be would be better more you know split zone Iowa ran a split zone probably didn't block it really well on Caleb Johnson seventy five yard touchdown run last week it was a split zone what a split zone is you get your normal zone flow all your five offensive linemen and tight end sometimes tight end blocking in concert one direction right So mm-hmm. blocking but your tight end in this particular situation Laporta was offset in the backfield off the left hip of the left tackle and at snap zone flow went left laporta went right and that is a that's the element of the split zone and laporta going right was to kick out or block a backside pursuer and purdue had been showing very clearly in this game that their backside end was only going to focus on the quarterback because Iowa loves to run that bootleg action out Mm -hmm. to the right. Mm -hmm. In the first half, the defensive end crashed on Petrus, never looked anywhere else, didn't even break his stride. And if Petrus didn't have the ball, that guy, he was out of the play. But Petrus had the ball and it was a sack. Well, Iowa utilized that. The play before Caleb Johnson's run, they ran the bootleg out to the flat. The next play, they run the split zone really excellent series of play calling building up to what eventually went for 75 yards but it didn't go 75 yards because it was blocked great it went 75 yards because Purdue's number 97 just was flat-footed in the hole and Caleb Johnson only had to make him miss now aggressive overplaying angling into the, the zone flow that's what Wisconsin does against Iowa better than anyone frankly Wisconsin in my opinion made the blueprint when Gary Anderson got there and went to the odd man front and until Iowa handles that I'm not picking them against Wisconsin yeah I'm picking I'm picking Wisconsin in this game
1: at least it seems like you're you're in a better spot mentally than you were three weeks ago me personally with your with your team I mean you were kind of like at that point you're like I'm not even gonna watch the game until i right. watch it on was, DVR
0: Right. I was watching out of obligation because you forced me to, so we can talk about these things here on the but Iowa. But it feels
1: World. like now you're kind of sucked back in. Like it, I
0: wouldn't say yeah. sucked back in. I mean, no. I mean I, I, I'm using adjectives to describe Iowa's offense like competence. I didn't say good. I didn't yeah. say great. I said competence, but I've also said consistently competent is all that they have to be to win nine games in the Big Ten West division that they're in. They just have to be competent. They can't be historically bad as they were on a trajectory to do i was now what maybe the only the third or fourth worst offense in the country but really the last couple of weeks they've you know averaged near 400 yards of offensive game but here's the thing i would tell people and i i'm having to make a shift mentally too chris from old school statistics and thinking to the new school tempo based statistics yeah it was total offense Their average yards per game, don't get hung up if they have 390. They only run 60 plays. Go by yards per play. Yards per play. Yeah. Yards per play. You sound
1: like a Big 12 guy now. It it just is. Well, it's, you know, the Big 10 is a little behind, you know, old-fashioned. We've we've had to do that forever, though. Like I mean, when you look at, like, the defense. Well, what Iowa Iowa State's been
0: able to do consistently during the majority of the the Matt Campbell era – um with with haycock has been remarkable um obviously iowa has a really good defense mm-hmm. Um phil parker has a great reputation it's all well deserved i'm not saying that iowa state's defenses have been better than iowa's but given what they play week in week out given the style of play the the, the four two f- the four two five um or the three three five rather um what they've had to do, the inventiveness they've had to have in the league that they're in, is
1: almost, to me, just as impressive as what Iowa's defense has done. Iowa State's 1-5 in going into this game on Saturday. That was the worst was. segue for a compliment I've ever
0: given to Iowa State. Well, and hear you, me out. Okay.
1: I think this is the best defense in the Campbell era, even with a 1-5 big I don't compliment. think there's a doubt. Yeah. Their secondaries – I mean, they may have two NFL corners. I know they have one. Um, They've got, you know, an NFL guy on the front line with Will McDonald. I don't think their linebackers are great this year, but I think their secondary is so good that it's really making up for a lot of it. I I think this is when I've – I think this is his best group. Yeah, I which think. Is, you feel like you're kind of wasting it because you let a lot of those games get away. Welcome. <laughs> um, I said without a doubt. I'm going to take back without a
0: doubt. It's definitely up there. I, I am not the authority to say this is Iowa State's best defense or not. I think Iowa. it is. And, and you would be the authority on that. I think that they are playing incredibly connected, um, very connected front to back. And when you look at the league there – now, again, the league isn't – the Big 12 this year isn't what it has been at its zenith. But Iowa State doing what it's doing relative to yards per play – I mean, Iowa State's a top 15 defense yards per play. And you look at that league that they're in, I mean, it's great. And you're right. There is a feeling of missed opportunity. There is a feeling of wasting it. I mean, when I was sitting there, you know, number one in the United States of America in yards per play allowed – in mm-hmm. defense and they are five and four yeah that feels like a kick to the nuts mm-hmm. no doubt about it. it feels like my little brother came in and stole my 1987 fleer basketball cards all over and sold them to some guy down the road for 100 bucks and i had four michael
1: jordan this rookies in there seems really raw yeah and that's a true story and i'm still pissed brutal Especially now, they're like aren't like trading cards. Like all the the kids are all obsessed with them now. The 1987 Michael Jordan Fleer,
0: that's considered a Jordan rookie, even though it wasn't his rookie year. Um, That card in mint condition, hundreds of thousands of dollars. All my friends that we grew up collecting cans down in Herbert Hoover Park. Um, we would go around to trash cans and we'd open the lids and we'd dig through them with bare hands and we'd find cans and we'd throw cans in the back. Then we'd go down to Mobile, you know, Joe's Mobile down the street. We'd turn the cans in and we'd buy FLIR basketball cards. All that hard work we did, all my friends still have them. They're all in their 50s.
1: Yeah. I don't have them because my brother hawked yeah. them when I went away to college. I saw them all. So we had a card shop in Clarinda. A guy wow. who had it, Don Boo, God rest his soul, he just died like a week and a half ago. Wow. Uh, his shout know out to his Granddaughter Melissa listens to us a lot yeah. so shout out to her. But we used to go to this card shop and it was like a, you know how like barber shops like a lot of dudes just will hang out at barber shops. Yep. Sit around and talk. That's what yeah. in my childhood. That's what we went to Onbo's card shop and, just hung, and out. just hung.
0: out and talked. That's what what a great place to go. And then and then inevitably, no matter where you go, no matter how awesome it is, you get a little bored, and you, then you want to go do something else. So you know, our pivot in my town just let's get on our bikes and go ride around, maybe cause a little trouble. Your pivot was let's go to the uh, Clarenda School for Troubled Children and taunt
1: them. And uh, now, that, now that that was up. in my older times. Oh, have you ever been a part of a citizens arrest?
0: No, the, the only citizens arrest that I'm familiar with <laughs> is uh, Barney. No, no, Gomer. Citizens arrest. Citizens arrest. I was once citizens arrested. But did uh, here's my question: How old? A couple questions. How old were you? Middle school. Okay, so you were still intimidated. Was it an Was it an adult that did that? Yeah. All right. So you stayed right there and didn't run until i flipped. flipping. No, the bird. oh no, we flipped the guy off. <laughs> oh, good. Good. You chose <laughs> you chose the Kelly Leak strategy.
1: Flip the so guy. Me, the and bird. All, me and all my buddies had just turned fourteen and we all saved up and bought mopeds. Well whoa. Bunch of boys in Southwest Iowa. You don't you don't just leave the moped stock. You gotta no soup that thing up a little bit yeah right? soup it up. Pull now, off the these, muffler did these mopeds were these
0: scooters or mopeds did they have the pedals
1: on them N- no these were mopeds okay Or would it, would they, mopeds, no, these- when they were invented when i was a child like to like they, actually like pedal
0: there were pedals on no, them in no. ad- in addition to being able to just use the engine which why the f would you pedal no we didn't have pedals okay so you had a scooter
1: you had like a spree whatever it was yeah. So, like six of us had these things, and we were like a gang. Like a pack for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How many people? What's Clarinda's population? Well, do you count the inmates? No. They can't vote. I don't know. At the time, probably 44,000, 4,500
0: 4, tops. Count 4, the inmates or for forty-four thousand
1: or 400 4400 I'm sorry.
0: Okay, okay, okay. All right, well yeah, I mean that that means that the the pack of misfit children riding around on mopeds, that's going to be a thing that that town's aware of. You see these freaking <laughs> kids riding around? We need to have an ordinance.
1: I mean, that's fantastic. That's 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 the beauty of small towns. So we we would get together in our packs in our pack and and again, these things were loud cuz we had them all souped up and everything. Not exactly street legal. You know what I mean? Are they as loud as Ginger snoring in the back? I can hear right Ginger. Now? Ginger's definitely making her first appearance of the show this week. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're, we're... I don't know. what We're screwing around in the summer. It's some summer morning. And we're down by the ball fields. And this guy is super pissed because he thinks that we're breaking some sort of traffic law or whatever. I don't even know what it was. And he stands up in the middle... this is at the city park so like people are there basically they go like during their breaks to smoke or do whatever they do sit in their cars and they're just trying to have a little peace and quiet well here comes the moped mafia around, around the corner and this guy is standing in the middle of this parking lot so we drive over there turn these bad boys off and he goes god damn it this is a citizen's arrest i'm tired of you assholes
0: <laughs> oh i can just i just have a face of somebody in my town i could see doing that
1: oh that's- and like of course we are t- mouthing off to this guy flipping him off like we were not gracious uh, to this gentleman, were were there any negative repercussions from? Uh, no, no, I'm, I, I did think it may have gotten back to my parents, but like, I, honestly though, how big of a douchebag do you have to be to issue a citizen's arrest on a bunch pretty fourteen year old? Pretty big on the douchebag level.
0: There's no question about it. I mean, if we had like douchebag um, meters, it had like a red light going off when you hit the high end of the douchebag, that thing was redlining. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I love small town stories like that. I mean, we've all got them. I remember one time, this is quasi related, but not. um, You know, I was probably third grade and we had like a little pharmacy in our hometown of West Branch, Capper's Pharmacy. And they, you know, obviously at the pharmacy, that's where you went to get your, uh, your medications and that, but they would sell packs of cards as well. Not quite as many as Joe had, smoking Joe's Mobile down the street, but Capper's had some. So we'd, you know, go see if there's any new material that day um the, the 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 panhandling out of the trash bins in herbert hoover park just hadn't produced the level of uh revenue <laughs> i needed with which to procure a pack of cards for that day so this is before perry Farrell um caught stealing i saw something that i wanted and i Put it in my pocket, and I did not pay for it. Oh no! A pack of cards. So went home, and I don't even know how this happened because, well, this was third grade, so we were just kind of starting our our our, our pursuits of getting money. And My dad that night's like, "Hey, how'd you get those cards?" Oh, you know, we were just looking for. Candy. I don't know. Something in the parent truth detector yeah. went off in my dad's head. He said, "John, I'm going to ask you again." And you're going to tell me the truth. Where did you get those cards? And I'm like, I I stole them from Capra's pharmacy. (laughs) Oh no. And he's like, all right, let's go get the cards. Let's go. And this is, I don't know, 1981, uh, you know, 1982. So we got in the car, drove down the hill. You know, it's not a very far drive in West Branch anywhere. And uh, we, we went into Capra's pharmacy and walked up right in front of old man capper and uh dad's like go ahead and i told old man capper that i'd stole the cards from him and uh, he was not happy about that he let me hear it but i think maybe he and dad had something worked out that oh. you know it's like hey lean into the kid a little bit he needs a little bit of fear let's teach this kid a lesson yep yep and uh that was a rough go and now Did he curse b- at you like uh no no no, cur- no cursing no 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 cursing
1: <laughs> well, when that? i got citizens arrested i was cursed at you him. you were you were it's called a little um, effort. I, I got ratted out by my dad, but
0: uh, I'll never forget it. I, I don't know that I've stolen anything since. I can't be sure because um, you know there's times where I don't remember things when I was uh, you know blacked out drunk. But don't think I stole anything then. Um, and what's funny now is uh, Mr. Capper's son, um, Dwayne, is a f- my dad's doctor. And, Dwayne Capper. Pardon? Dwayne Capper. Dwayne Capper in Washington. And uh, whenever I go back home talk to dad, or dad brings up Dwayne Capper, he's like, "Hey, you want me to bring that story up to Dwayne and tell him about when you stole those cards from his dad?" I'm like, "No, I don't. I, I really don't." <laughs> what, what purpose could hey? That good hurt? on your dad. Teach you a lesson. He did. Listen, That's dad good. taught me that. The one 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 of the lessons. And you know, Grace doesn't listen to this. So my she Christmas pres- my Christmas present for this year is, and I shared this with you, is I wrote a book for my daughters. Yeah, yeah. And it's called What What My Dad Said. And I'm a little concerned that the title might make them cry just because it's past tense and they're going to say, are you like dying? Oh, yeah. But it's, it's a collection of wisdoms that I have either talked with them about, shared with them, or learned from life. And it's almost, it's like 80 pages. And they're shipping it as we speak. It's hard bound. I put pictures of me and the girls in for every chapter. It's actually really good it's so good. I might share it with the world because I want to leave the world in a better place and leave a legacy. So it may be coming to an Amazon self-publishing near you very soon. Um, and I'm not looking to make any money on it, but, um, sounds like you are, I'm not, no, I don't need it. Uh, I will donate it if I have to charge for it, but the, well, I think you have to charge for it. Then I'll donate it. We'll donate it to something good. Um, The main lesson I remember from my dad, every time I golf and I was about the same age, you know, this is back in vagrant John time, just got done stealing from capper. Now I'm going to cheat in golf and uh, we're out in, you know, West branch golf course. And I wanted to break 60 so bad. And I kept getting close. 61, you're shaving strokes. And we were coming up on hole 18. And I, if I got a seven on the hole, I'd have got a 59. I can get a seven on this. I've done it before. Well, anyhow, shank my ball. Dad's in the cart. I got clubs. I'm walking up. I'm on the other side of the fairway. If you even call it a fairway. Dad's over here. I'm like, he's not watching. So we get done. He's like, what'd you get? I'm like, I got a seven. I think I got like a nine. So we get in the car. He's, he's like, hey, congratulations on that 60. How do you feel about it? Breaking six. I'm like, oh, it's great. It's great. And he sensed in me that I wasn't necessarily excited. So we get in the car on the way home. He's like, Hey, what'd you really score in that last hole? And I said, I, I didn't get a seven. He's like, yeah, I, I was watching you. And he's like, John, this is a game. that's going to teach you a lot of things, but one thing is very important. It's going to teach you about life, what you do and how you conduct yourself. When no one is watching tells everything about who you are going to be and the type of person you are. So don't ever do that. You're only cheating yourself. So to this day, you play golf with me. The score legit. There isn't, I hear, I hear that my dad's voice in my head every single time I play golf. And every time if I find the ball and it's a foot out of bounds, just a foot, Chris, just a foot. I'm playing by myself. You'll foot wedge. I'll just kick it in still with a shitty lie. You know, I'm yeah. still on the rough, you know, I'm not like going running it out to the fairway. I'm just moving it a foot. What's a foot harm. It harms everything because when I <laughs> beat my record score, I want it to be legitimate. And I want those feelings to be awesome
1: that's how i am with my sports betting yeah that's why i log every bet you ask me why i take the time to do that and all that that's why well it's competition
0: i mean i i I guess i trust you to say when you tell me
1: that you won all your bets this week that you won them and you're not just lying to me no two weeks ago was the worst week of my life well me too last week was one of my best i did not
0: bounce back last week I am I'm down to three hundred dollars left in my
1: account. I told you to stop screwing around with these parlays. I had three thousand dollars two weeks ago. It doesn't stick, man. Like you're you're not I like you a lot. You're good friend. I think you're a smart guy. You're not smarter than them. No, no, no. They are much smarter than you are. But what what this
0: has revealed to me is this is not for me. (laughs) Wait. You can't be the prince of the parlay and then just quit in two weeks. I didn't say I'm broke yet. I got some action going this weekend. But what I here, here was my mistake, Chris. I, I started out, put a thousand in, turned that one thousand into four thousand in a month and a half. Parlays. And then I pulled out my seed capital. And like I said last week, I got high on my own supply. I thought I was good at this. So instead of betting ten and twenty dollars on parlays, I started betting $100, 250 on parlays, that's just dumb and i got what i deserved a fool and his money are soon parted and i am now back in my lane ten dollars twenty dollars here and there and um i i feel like i'm gonna win i'm gonna build it back up and i'll just have fun the rest of the way but i'm no more hundred dollar parlays
1: real quick because i gotta get this Yeah, yeah i i you're talking about learning from your dad on the golf course yeah when i think of my dad and golfing He always had three rules for us. And he would say this to me and my sister, keep your head down, keep your head down and keep your goddamn head down.
0: (laughs) Well, I like that version better. My dad had another (laughs) one. He said, you look up, you're going to see a bad shot, (laughs) but yours is really good. I like that.
1: All right. Uh, I have Iowa losing a close one. I, I have Iowa State winning by double digits this week. I think that Oklahoma State's so beaten up right now, and I think Iowa State, I like how they broke out a little bit in the fourth quarter. I'm not still not crazy confident their offense will put it all together, but bad rushing defense for the Cowboys. I think the Cyclones roll.
0: Yeah, I stayed away from that one. Um, I just I don't have a great feel for the team. Um, I believe in their defense. For sure. You
1: know, it's fun. they are a lot like Iowa. So, like the Iowa State's analytics, because their offense is like bad, but it's not awful like Iowa's. There's a difference when it comes yeah. to the power ratings. Iowa State's special teams is like that. It's, it's crazy because that's what weighs them down. And yeah. I, yeah. Iowa State's
0: special teams are a problem, and that would frustrate me more. That would frustrate me this season. Feeling like the wasted opportunity is the, the, the special teams. We're That's kind of used to it. Yeah, but you no, know, I don't want to pile on too much because special teams play. You know, you start talking special teams, and it's like you're talking specialists. I don't want to pile on these kids. So I'll let you All do right. that. I'll let I'll let you pile on the kids. I gotta go pick up a vomiting daughter all right man god we've to all you. been there we've we all have, been there
1: we have right. everyone listening to this nods, like okay guys we'll get yeah you they're like okay 30 minute show today we we can deal with we that. understand he's john miller i'm chris williams on my way to pick up the vomiting kit later Iowa Everywhere.